0: Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Open doors, that's what I want to get to. I want to make a point about open doors. And I'm talking about claiming the doors of opportunity. Have you got a moment? Have you got a moment? Have you got a moment? Yeah. you got a moment to hear the Word of God? Can you just lift up your Bible? I just want to see if you're still, still alive and well, your B-I-B-L-E, your Bible, your B-I-B-L-E. Have you got that? Digital devices included. <coughs> Let me explain what sort of tr- church we are, what dream we got 23 years ago. Um, it's a journey, it's been a vision, absolutely. The, get used to this phrase, the gate church, the, the gate church, meaning that there's a gateway. I'll get to that. Remember Jacob sees a vision of the house of God and the gate of heaven. You know where I'm going. But for everyone else who hasn't been part of this house for a time, I want to introduce this, um, this, this, this um, symbolism of gate, of gate, a gate is a structure. It it closes you in, closes you in. It also it allows you to go through. Does that make sense? It's all. It it allows you to go through a wall, a barrier. It allows you to go into another place, another area, another space. You walk through a door. You entered into the place of worship. You entered into the place of worship. Amen. So I'm going to I'm going to talk about Jacob. I'm going to talk about Jacob. Just quickly, Jacob, uh Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob did some he um I, I I I guess he he got deluded thinking he could acquire his his uh sonship by or or, or his his sonship by, by hoodwinking his father Isaac. Now he's He's done that and he's realizing, ah, that probably wasn't the way to go. Now he's on a journey. He's wandering by himself. Anyone wandered over this planet by yourself? I did that in the 70s, wandered, just wandered a bit. Amen. Went traveling and stuff. It's, it's, it's It's a lonely place. But the gates are powerful symbols of God's authority over his people. So in the Old Testament and the New Testament, I'll prove that that there are gates, and it symbolizes something. Isaiah 62, I'm going to have to move quickly, sorry. Isaiah 62 verse 10 says, pass through, pass through the gates. Can you see that? Prepare the way for the people, build up, build up the highway, remove the stones, raise a banner for the nations. That's what this church is about. Sounds like a vision builder right there, doesn't it? So you there is a gate that you can walk through, a spiritual gate. There's a gate that you can come into or or be presented and you can decide whether or not you want to come into the atmosphere of this church by lifting up holy hands and and allowing faith to, to take hold of you and allow you to go through the door, allow you to go through the door into that place. Don't you love that when that happens? I love seeing people come in in through that door the gates are symbolic of evil power that war against the souls of people and against the church that Christ is building and you can I, I just had that scripture 2 Corinthians 4 4 where the minds of the of the unbelievers is blinded they can't see God they can't see the glory of God 2 Corinthians 4 4 Bill I can see you taking notes and um, and, and, and and they can't see it they can't see why you go to church they can't see the glory of God they can't see Jesus they can't see. They have not gone through the door. Does that make sense? They're blinded blinded by an opposition of a door that stops them seeing what we see. You should be so chuffed that you see Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Oh, there yeah, I've seen him. I've been seeing him for ages. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. He's, it's all, no, no. God gave you that gift to believe. God gave you that faith to believe. You just don't do that because of your smartness or, 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 or some nature that you have. No, you have been given a revelation. That's why Jesus said in, in, in Matthew 16, 18, and I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Did you get that? Now Genesis 28, uh, can we just go from 10... I've got to read this. I think I'm going to have to read this because just to bring people online with what, what I'm talking about. Genesis 28, verse 10, and uh, we might read it together. Verse 10, and I'll take it up to Jonathan. Give Jonathan a hand clap. He's so good. Woo! 22. I might try and do it here, actually. And if, I, if it's not exactly the right version, I'm sorry. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, uh, no, let's back it up, verse 10, verse 10. Jacob left Bathsheba, Bathsheba and said out for Haran, when he reached a certain place, say certain place, do you know you're at a certain place today? Did you know I was inviting you at Woolworths, inviting you to a certain place? Just not any place. A certain place. Jacob pulled up at a certain place. You're at a certain place. You're not just sitting in a, in, a, in a room and you are here at a certain place. I love that. He stopped for the night because the sun had set, taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. Can't imagine doing that. <laughs> Can you? Have you ever been that desperate? I know I slept down Gary once in the seventies with my schoolmates and slept in my wetsuit on the sand dunes, but I did not use seaweed as or or uh, 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 stone. But it was just an ordinary stone. Uh, uh, he had a dream. Okay, uh, late. Okay, I'll get there. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting. Can I have that picture, Jonathan? Me doing that, the, the, me on the ladder, yeah. He had a dream, this is Jacob, he had a dream. He's just living footloose, he's on the run. He, he, he comes to this certain place. He finds a rock, finds a stone, puts it under his head. He's going to have a sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending this is my sermon uh, last year of teaching some of this stuff and this is what the scripture says that there is a stairway which is now Christ Jesus according to the gospel of John chapter 1 it is Jesus now who is that stairway that allows us to hear from heaven that allows us to be connected to heaven. And it's my job as the leader of the church is to ascend. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Those with clean hands and a pure heart. Thank you. Love these prompters. Aren't they great? Do you wish you could take some prompters to work with you, Jeff, when you get stuck and prompter? (laughs) Jeff's doing his work. Prompter, help. Yeah, Jeff, move over. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top, reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending. There above it stood the Lord. There it is, stood the Lord. And he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father, Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I'll give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. And you will spread out to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. All peoples on this, this is, this is actually another covenant. I talked about the Davidic covenant, the Abrahamic, the Noahic covenant, the Noahic covenant. I talked about the, um, the Abraham, uh, Abrahamic covenant. I talked about the Davidic covenant. This is actually another covenant where God is going to speak to Jacob, to mankind, and He's saying such things as this. So this is your inheritance. Get used to it. This is what, if you were to sit down and, and the solicitor said, I want to bring you in. Actually, you've got an inheritance. Your uncle... Your great, 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 great. Grandfather, Jacob, left you some instructions for life, Bill. And they go like this. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are living. Your descendants your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east and the north and the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. That's where we get the phrase blessed to be a blessing. Put up your hand if you want to get sort of caught in that predicament. Blessed to be a blessing. Are you cool with that? <laughs> I'm just teasing you. All peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. And you... <laughs> oh, this is awesome, I love this, verse, uh, verse 15. I am with you and I will watch over you and wherever you go I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave until I have done what I have promised you. That's a promise. I'm not going to leave your side, Jilly. I'm not going to leave your side, Andrew, until I do what I've promised to do. Imagine God saying that to you. Imagine God saying that to you. Including the Zimbabweans that have left their home and thinking, oh, where's my security? Where's my family? Where's my provision? Where... No, He's going to be right beside you, He's going to be for you, with you, He's going to provide for you, protect you, He's not going to leave your side. Do you want that? Yeah, I do. I am with you and will watch over you and wherever you go I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave until I have done what I've promised you. Verse 16... When Jacob woke from his sleep, he thought surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said how awesome is this place. How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. It's not a social club. We come to the house and there's a gate that has been provided through the spiritual resources of prayer, right living, covenant giving unto God. And we in this church have a gateway for you to come to and walk through enter into the supernatural provision and blessing of God. Ha <sighs> This is awesome. What happened? And the gates of Hades will not resist you if you're on fire for God and love God and worship God. But if you're lukewarm, you can be resisted. But sometimes you've got to push through that worship time. Amen? There's a a door right before you. Jacob is living his life with the potential of doors of opportunity before him. Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. I hope people are saying this about this house. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early the next morning, Jacob took the stone, remember the ordinary stone, the stone that he found on the, uh, you know, on the ground, placed under his head, that he had placed under his head, and set it up as a pillar And poured oil on top of it. Don't underestimate the stones, the ordinary stones, which are now people that represent maybe someone who, in your life, in the life of this church, can be like a pillar. You know what pillars are for the ladies? They hold things up. The ladies. ladies. I'm doing engineering talk now. You know... You've, d- you've seen the Roman ruins, haven't you? They love their pillars. And and don't underestimate the ordinary stones that become pillars, columns, stones. Poured oil on it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Laz. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey, I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that so that I can and I r- will return to my father's house. Then the Lord will be my God. And this stone that I've set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. That's where the tithing comes in. That's where the covenant tithing comes in. So Solomon, he has a heart to build this type of house. And, and just, man, he, he, actually Solomon says the same thing and it's not a house of our building materials or our ambitions or the way we see it's not our plans this church has always been built by what God says what do you say now Lord God where we're at now with this you know this situation this neck of the journey this this neck of the woods I should say this part of the journey what do you say God what do you want to do what do you want to add to this church as a room as a space as as a revelation. What do you want to add to this church? See, this is the house the Lord has built. The house of His heart, His plans, His dreams. Can I hear an amen? 1 Kings 5, verse 5 to 6 says, I intend therefore, this is Solomon, "I I intend therefore to build a temple for the name of the Lord my God. That was us 23 years ago. That was us where we felt as, as someone who understood that Wyong didn't need a church as such, it needed a gateway, Katrina. It didn't need another church. It needed a gateway. I love all the churches. I'm one of the leaders of the fraternal or the minister's gathering in Wyong. And I'm another leader on the apostolic hub representing the region. I love all the churches. I don't care if that church is leaning over with, with, with an old lady sitting at the organ, grinding away, and there's four people in it singing hallelujah. I love the house of God. You, don't, you know what I'm saying? I love the people of God. You will not hear me say anything negative about the house down the road. In actual fact, All the days we have inspired Wyong itself into unity by agreeing with the other churches that we are, you know, we're brothers and sisters, brother's keeper, it says. We're our brother's keeper. I love Jamie Long at the Baptist. I love Chapo at the Seventh Day Adventist. I love these guys. And we minister to them like they're our sons and daughters because we now feel like we're fathers and mothers of this, of this, of this. Wyong Township that we have been part of for 33 years. It's a gateway that Julie and I knew we could build. It needed building materials that I guess were spiritual. Um. Oh, love this stuff. So God started shaping me, training me like Jacob, Jacob was now on a journey, Jacob was now on a journey where doors of opportunity were beckoning him into his future, into his destiny, and and resolving his calling in life. Everyone has doors in front of them. You went to Bible college, did you not? For a year. Hillsong Bible College. What was that? That was a door of opportunity. You looked at it. You looked at. I was going to use. It's not. That's not going to work, Phil. Lucky I can pull myself up from saying ridiculous things. <laughs> you look at the door and listen. The door might be a crisis. The door might be right. something of a problem. The door might 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 be something of of of, of, of a huge challenge to you. Jacob crunching this sermon now Jacob had a problem deciphering which were the doors of opportunity and which the doors were shut Now when you when you look at Jacob's life you can it it, it corresponds with the church that Jesus wrote to about the Philadelphia church Amen so, so let me go there. Let me go there. I'm really crunching stuff now. Don't forget, the promise that was assured to Jacob. Before we go there, the promise that was assured to Jacob was this. I am with you. This is what I felt personally 23 years ago. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. This is all I knew, Stephen. I didn't have a Bible college. I did have some Bible college. But it wasn't certainly something I could hang on a wall and be very proud of. And it certainly wasn't a career choice. But I had an encounter with God. Jacob had an encounter with God and realized, how awesome is this house? I'd been going to church since 1985. But in 93, I had a Mack truck encounter with the living God. And it was then I realized, no, this is more than I thought. This is more than religion. This is more than dutiful attendance to church. This is none other. See, it took Rodney Howard Brown, the great South African evangelist, to take us through three-hour worship services, an hour, an hour and a half, worshiping God. We were only used to 20 minutes. 20 minutes, that's it. That, no, offering, great. That, no, that, out, go Back to life. But Rodney, when he came to Australia in '95. He says, no, we're here. We're here because this is a certain place. This is a certain place. You're alive and living. Well done. And you are in the land of the living. What's the land of the living? The Bible says, I am still confident of this. Now listen to me, listen to me. The Bible says in Psalms, I'm still confident of this, that we shall see good in the land of the living what's the land of the living it's not the unbelievers the land of the living is us the ones that worship God I'm still confident of this that became my scripture I'm still confident. man you know 85 to 93 we were going to church we were like the golden family it was awesome everyone loved us and we're always the last to leave ministering to people see our ministry didn't start in a bible college It started being the last to leave in the church service because we were always mopping up and ministering to people that needed ministry. That's how I started. That's how we started, Bill. It was, come on, you old fields, you're always the last to leave. And these big doors, the old factory doors at Erina. Come on, you're always the last to leave. I can remember hearing Graham Pogmore say, wanting to shut that. We were the last to leave because why? We were ministering to people. Our ministry began organically. 93, we had an encounter with God, like Jacob had an encounter with God, and it was infused in him what God was saying to him. I'll be with you, I'll provide for you, I'll protect you, I'll never leave you, and I will do everything I said I will do through you. Whoa. Yeah, wow. So that was the encounter we had. By 95 we put our hand up for ministry not to do not to do anything else but a gateway church had to be a gateway church i had to a man and we ridiculously prayed about this we prayed every day we prayed on that lookout every tuesday for two hours in the morning for seven years claiming ground in the atmosphere claiming ground literally ground frank and i would look down upon this land from that lookout and we go can you see the land anymore that we realized the trees were growing up and and it was clouding our image of the land we couldn't see it one one year we had this panoramic view of the land we're going to claim that land look at that land that's our land and then one year we go where's the land frank i can't see it does, really, does God really want us to give this land? He's clouding it. No, the trees were going up. The, 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 the Hell's gates were trying to stop us seeing our land and praying for it. The council was in our face. The gates of the, gates of the council, Jesus should have said, and the gates of the council will not resist you. That's what it should say. <laughs> or the bank manager. The gates of the bank manager will not resist you. There's so many gates in the in, in life, isn't it? But you know what? We went no. We're coming through those gates. Those gates are beckoning us. They have opportunity. Yes, there's gates that can anyway. So we became gate church leaders. God was shaping us like like Jacob. I'm not going to be too long, sorry. He sets before us doors of opportunity, the right doors. Doors are representatives of access. A door is a threshold. But remember, some doors are closed on purpose. Don't try and go through the doors that are closed. And it's very much like Philadelphia, in trying to give some substance to this message. Let me go to Revelations 3-7, and I'm going to quickly try and tell you that even after Jacob was given this great assurance of God, that God was going to be for him, that God was going to give him an open heaven. And did I tell you what sort of church we are? Did I tell you what sort of church we are? Jacob received the dream, and it's the same dream that we have now. It's a church of a gateway into this sort of stuff. It's a dream for a place where the atmosphere is charged with God's supernatural living. It's His presence, it's clean, spiritually alive, energetic, life-changing. Can you say amen? A place where the ladder of intercession can be established to connect the resources of heaven with earth. Love, give a hand clap to our prayer team. That allow, to allow that ladder to allow us to access all the spiritual resources of heaven through the ladder, through Jesus. He is the ladder. Thank God for the ones in this house that worship Jesus, love Jesus, and allow him to be standing tall in this house whereby we can access the mind of Christ, access the miracles, access the vision that God's got for us. That is through prayer. That is through prayer. A place where the voice of God is heard and new present truths are believed and assimilated. A people where people are born again daily added to the church and then multiplied like the dust of the earth spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, to the south. Genesis 28, 14. A place where the family is blessed and built by a positive atmosphere as you can hear our children in that wonderful positive atmosphere and receiving powerful teaching that's how our children are blessed, amen? So I'm talking about these open doors, these promises that were given to uh, Jacob, but they're also akin to, they're also synonymous with the, um, the book of Revelations, chapter 3, 7 to 13. And I must just give a portion of scripture and it would go like this, 3, 7. It says it like this. To the angel said, okay, so let's back this up. Jesus, John on the island of Patmos, he has a full-blown revelation of Jesus standing in heaven and he's standing among this lampstand, uh, lampstand um, and he has seven stars, I believe, in his hand, which are the angels, the angels over every church. This is telling us, it's a description of Jesus saying that Jesus has us in the palm of his hand, that Jesus sovereignly cares for us a- a- and he's got us. Say he's got us. He's got us. Now he's got a message, and it's seven letters to seven churches. And he starts off with the virtues of how good they are, but he usually corrects the churches, like the Ephesus church. He says that church is a careless church. These are letters written to these seven churches. Smyrna is the crowded church, crown church. Pergamus is the compromising church. For is the corrupted church. Sardis is the feeble church. So this is, like, this is like the Lord speaking to His church personally because He knows everyone in that church. He knows what they're going through. The Philadelphia church, the number six church, is a church represented by brotherly love, and it's the faithful church, and it's a church that, guess what? Does not receive correction. It says something like this. Let's go to it. Revelations 3, 7. To the angel... This is Jesus talking to the angel, and he says, write this, tell John to write this down. Go visit John, tell him to write this. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, these are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. See, see, Jesus has authority for us to break through into spiritual realms because he has the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds, see, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have have not denied my name. Did you grab that? Did you grab that? I know your deeds. Jesus knows where you're at. He knows where the church is at. He's saying, I know your deeds. I know what you've done. I know what you've done. See, I've placed before you, but see, like Jacob, I've placed before you, Pat, an open door, to get, you, to get you to church where, or where you always wanted to be in all the 40 years of your living in Australia or 50 years, you were saying, finally you were given an open door to walk through to come to church. Is that right? That was the door that you were given. But see, I've placed before you an open door, Pat, that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, Pat. I mean, you're probably the eldest person in the house today, let's be honest. And, and, you know, you're not as sprightly, although I've seen you down the shopping center where you were whizzing around, they didn't even notice that I walked by you. I went to say hello to Pat, and Pat ran by me. Whoa, she's mad. I think she was hunting some crafts down or some, some craft <laughs> materials or something. She loves to knit and crochet. And I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. I love this. So Jesus is saying, look, I know you, you've been on Struggle Street a bit. I know you've been beat down a, a bit, Bill. But I see you persevering, not denying me the house of God. And let's be honest, to be a vision builder, it wasn't easy to step up again. Yeah. But we did. I see your faithfulness. I see you, I see you, you know, getting beat down on, on, on by the world. But you know what? You stepped up and you went through the door of opportunity. Yeah. That's what we do. We just do that. And God supernaturally allows us to fulfill what we step into. This Philadelphia church, can I just say quickly, um, it was a gateway. This promise that Philadelphia church was going to be a gateway, actually was a gateway, it was flourishing. And it was a gateway into the East, into Asia Minor. It was built purposely because it was strategically built in a region and it was a gateway from Rome into, into Asia. But guess what happened? It was built on a fault, a, a, a fault line and, and earthquakes would come. In fact, in AD 17, it was completely destroyed. All of Philadelphia was completely destroyed. But they dust themselves off and pull themselves back up, rebuild again. Archaeological remains today have found the foundations of the churches that were built back then. And the cornices, some of the columns are still up. But this church was, was amazing. It did rebuild itself, but there were tremors all the time, every day, tremors. And it was always a reminder of where they lived. That, ah, oh, there's another tremor, can't we get some peace? Oh, there's a Who's living life like that where you, you feel like you got some peace? And then like a day, a day, oh, there's another tremor. It's very, it can beat you down, make you dispirited. You feel like you're under a cloud now. Man, what's wrong with my life? This is how these people felt. They needed a word from the Lord. They needed a fresh word from the Lord. They needed a word because they felt like they were living under a closed heaven. And they felt like they were, man, they were just set up wrong. Somehow. Somehow they got this word of the Lord. Somehow they got this word that there was a door of opportunity. They walked through it, rebuilt their city, and apparently, I've got to quote this, this is fantastic, because this is very much like, very much like, a gate church is a church that is lifted above the disasters, the gloom, the hopelessness into the realm of God's voice. The prophetic strength of the Philadelphia church is seen historically from AD 100 to 160. The church prospered under the ministries of the prophetess named Amemia, mia who was recognized as, a, as ranking with Agabus and the four daughters of Philip in her possession of the gift of prophecy. God's calling for the gate church in every gate city is to believe these promises. We came to this city, and they, man, we moved here in 1985, and suddenly realized it's pretty dark here. We were going to Erina, we were mixing it up with all our friends who were living obviously around that area, and, and we loved that, that church. But the more I realized that Wyong was sort of like it was under this dark cloud. It was gloomy like this Philadelphia lost, just lost their gateway vision, gateway faith. Ever been in a church that's lost its gateway vision, gateway faith? It, uh, well, we can come, we can, I can preach the word and we can take an offering up. And, but there's no gateway. Help me with this, guys, help me. Have you been in a church where it's lost its gateway vision? It's gateway faith. And you go, well, there's no gateway into the, into the heavenly opportunities. It is a sad day when we realized Wyong was like that. That there were churches here that weren't functioning like this. And we said, is it probable? Could we build a church in Wyom? The Masons were here. The other... Groups were here at that time. Witches' covens meeting on the mountain. Could we build a gateway church in Wyong? This is what we're thinking 23 years ago, Matt. Could we build, the church had struggled, it had some big hiccups that were notorious, all all the townspeople knew about it. Could we build a gateway church in Wyong? Well, guess what, guys? One of the gateways that you need to walk through is this. Is this. Here's one gateway. And I'm done. If God said it, we just need to believe it. Esteeming the written word. If the Holy Spirit says it, it's doable, it's livable, we can do it. My job as a pastor of the church, is not come under the atmosphere of the city. Did did, did you you get that? My job and your job, your predicament, is not to come over the atmosphere, Under. under not come under the atmosphere of the cities that you live in, of the news that you hear, of the world that you live in, that you live believing that God, if He said it, He can do it. Is that right? That's why you can got to be careful of how much news you take on board. Those gates of the news, so-called worthy stuff that we're being hit up with, those gates are presented to you to contain you in believing that God is great that he can do great things. Do you believe that? You might call it fake news. It's a gate. That's why you got to hear more godly news than fake news. Is that right? Here's another gate for you. The key of David mentioned in Revelation 3.7 represents the authority of the royal office of Jesus. I will give you, and it says in Matthew 16.19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We found those keys and we employed them. We engaged them. We opened this city as a gateway again for the flourishing church. And now this city has flourishing churches all through it. But it wasn't through a nice church It was through a church that had keys to open Wyong and allow the churches to come alive and worship, save souls, equip the saints, and give again. They said to us, there's no money in Wyong. You you, you won't last in ministry. You should get used to the idea of getting a full-time job now. Well, I found we do way better than most of the churches in affluent areas. Thank you very much. Because God said it. And we don't come under that gloomy atmosphere or those gloomy predictions. Three, the key of Davidic worship, a new release of praise and worship. The key of David, obviously for you mature ones, you realize what that means. Like David, who built a tabernacle, worshiping God 24-7. 24-7, like David. That's the sort of key. That's the sort of door he wants you to walk into. He wants you to practice his presence and walk through your daily life in his presence. Not just when you're here, when you're at church, when you're at your workplace, when you're at the hospital. You're in the presence. 24/7. There's another de- door that beckons you. For the key of knowledge, a new level of teaching and learning. Just this message: revelation knowledge, present truths being taught you. Matthew 7:22 says because he taught us as one who had authority not as the teachers of the law and the fifth key the fifth door that god wants you to walk through is the keys of the gospel what is this key and it, it's this we use it we use it to rid hell death off people to loose its grip off the people off their souls those who believe in the gospel message hell and death disease and sickness and every disparaging thing will be loosed off you if we preach the gospel message in power. Say power. When you preach the gospel, it unlocks the power of God to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness. Say forgiveness of sins and inheritance. Say an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in Christ. They're the five keys, guys. That's what's before you. Some of you are here that you need to walk through a door. Let's, let's, let's stand. Come on. I'm, let, let, let's stand and say, God, what are you saying? Are you saying that this church is a gateway unto heaven, into my best life? Are you saying this house is a, is a house of a gateway? Are you saying Wyong is a gateway, a place where it should be blessed to be a blessing? I am. I am a gateway leader. I'm like Jacob who had a vision of a house of God and who said at the end of that vision, the end of the dream, this is none other than the house of God. How awesome is this house? Come on, let's say that. How awesome is this house? This is none other than the house of God. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. There is no greater love than that of yours. We want the world to know. So we'll rise in selfless faith to live like Christ for all our days.